Welcome to the Can I Steal You for a Second podcast, a Bachelor podcast, and part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Hey, everybody. Welcome into another episode of Can I Steal You for a Second. I'm Ashley Young with Natalie Zamora, and we have a very special guest on this week's episode. We have four hours of paradise to talk about, and I'm excited to do it. But before we jump into things, we need to shout out our friends over at Manscaped and their fourth generation brand new Lawnmower 4.0. The Performance Package 4.0 sets you up with the best tools from the job for the leaders in male grooming. You can join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. Yeah, you can treat yourself, you can gift a friend. Either way, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. Great deal, great products. Check it out. I just got to kick off the pod. Elephant in the room is uh, every week I grieve how badly I lose in our Bachelor Fantasy League. And I've put aside my shame and my embarrassment (laughs) because we have Cody Schultz, who's fan-sided lifestyle and entertainment director on the podcast today. The man himself who (laughs) kicks my butt and everyone else's in the fantasy league every season. Cody, thanks for hopping on today. Yes, so happy to join you guys today. And like I said, I'll put aside my differences because you are (laughs) such a sweetheart and I am truly excited to have you on the podcast this week. We have four hours of paradise to talk about. Um, Is everyone's stamina up to four hours of television watching? Because the commercials damn near killed me. Yeah, it was a lot. I definitely almost forgot that it was going to be on another night and scrambled on to turn on the TV at like 8.01 and it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, Big Brother has conditioned me to where I'm used to like multiple hours of the show in one week, like three hours is nothing like Big Brother. I'm like, so I I think I'm used to it. There wasn't quite as much drama in the second episode, I feel like as like the first one, just because we didn't have the rose ceremony. But I'm I'm all in and I can definitely get into the season. This is my first paradise. So like, it's all new to me, too. Oh, Cody, welcome to paradise. (laughs) It's It is a little more tame than maybe some other, um, you know, reality shows on television, but we've had some drama this week, nonetheless. And we kicked off this week with Demi's arrival and her pulling Brendan for a date. It seems like all is going well. Demi's kind of getting her way. And all of a sudden, Brendan's like, you know what? This isn't for me. I'm going to play the field, see my options. And Demi's furious. She's like, I've never been rejected before. I can't believe this is happening. Um, did you guys see a connection? Because I wasn't as blindsided as Demi was. The whole thing was weird. And I was curious to hear your take on the situation, Ashley, because we talked about Demi last week and I still love her. She's so entertaining, but of course she's going to be over the top and kind of obnoxious, but yeah, I didn't see a connection. It seemed like she was kind of throwing herself on anyone that would talk to her, which I mean, sure, it's a strategy. But I also thought the way he went about it was just awkward. It's not like she said, it's not like I asked him to be my boyfriend. And he just came out of nowhere and was like, you know, I still want to see other people. And she's like, well, duh, we're in paradise. Why did you embarrass me like that? (laughs) Well, Cody, I'll fill you in with my my theory is that 
people come on this show as like participants. And then when they come back and again and again, they become characters. And Demi in Paradise this season feels like a calculated like producer plant and it drives me up a wall. <laughs> Am I being ridiculous or unfair? You know, I kind of picked up on that myself. This is my first experience with like Demi as because I haven't watched in the past. And it definitely had that like vibe of like that producer plant, like definitely like she was full in. I loved it though. Like she stirred the pot and like added <laughs> that fun sprinkle of drama. Um, but it is, she's definitely been a character this this season so far. And I'm like, I think that makes sense. Like you need someone who's going to definitely stir the pot. Like you need those feel good stories, but then you need those people who literally come on just to play a role and like cause drama, cause some chaos. And like, I feel like that's what we always look for with these shows. But there's no, it's the Bachelor <laughs> universe code. We don't need repeat offenders. There's <laughs> yeah. always going to be drama. And we got a little more of it because Brendan, once he left Demi, all of a sudden we're talking about Brendan and Piper, who was on Matt James's season. Natalie, I know we really liked her um, and just, you know, her, her presence in general this rumor spreads like wildflower that he's kind of seeing wildflower, wildfire, that he's <laughs> seeing her outside of paradise. Um, but where I got lost is let's not forget a few way back, Demi arrived in paradise mm -hmm. seeing someone at home. And now she's worked up that Brendan is seeing someone at home. Is that a fair play or is she a hypocrite? Yeah, I know. I didn't even realize that at first when I was watching, but then I saw people tweeting about it and Derek actually quote tweeted it and, you know, agreed with, you know, that's what happened to him. Demi came on the show, he fell in love with her and then he, she had kind of a girlfriend back home. So I feel like anything against Brendan at this point, Demi was about to just latch on to just because she was so embarrassed that she was like, yeah, let's ruin his reputation. Um, I don't know. It probably wasn't fair of her, though. Cody, do you think Brendan's a hard read? There's a few people that said it in the episode, but that man is like the strangest range of emotions. Yeah, I feel like he's definitely like I wasn't expecting like the turn, like how quickly everyone turned on Brendan because it was like he was like the main focus when everyone entered the beach. It was like, oh, Brendan, Brendan. And then like everyone suddenly like was ready to just go full on like, oh, he's a villain now. And I'm like, this is a plot twist I was not expecting or like, I never would have put his name out there as like someone that would have been at the center of like a controversy. Just like he seemed like more laid back, like during his season of the bachelorette and that. So I don't know. I'm curious. He is seem one that like, I can't get a read. So I guess I would be in that agreement. Like I, I can't always like get a sense for how in he is like in a relationship and all that. Yeah, like, which is the part he gives you nice guy, like calm energy, but he's also wreaking havoc in the drama department. So it's a weird yeah. balance of, you know, he's not coming in hot like Demi, but he's still kind of caught up in the drama. So I'm curious to see how that continues to unfold. Uh, it's a, such a small bullet on my notes here because they look safe and cute and adorable. But Jasenia and Ivan, yeah. how cute are they? I'm obsessed. I really hope that they end up engaged. They're both beautiful, like had such a great conversation. And we didn't get enough of Jasenia on Matt's season. I think she was kind of quickly um, in the drama with Victoria and everyone else going on. So we didn't get to see enough of her, but I really liked her. So I hope her and Ivan continue this relationship throughout Paradise. And 
They're really, really cute. I like them a lot. Cody, do you think they can go the distance? (laughs) I hope they do. I'm all in on that ship already. Like, they just seem like a perfect... I was a big Ivan fan during, like, his season Mm -hmm. with Claire and Tasha. Like, I was one of those fans who was shocked when he was sent home, like, after the overnights and all that. Like, I didn't see that coming. And I just feel like they have a good connection. And I'm glad they got, like, a good date. Because mm-hmm. as we can see, like, there's not always, like, not every date is good. And I feel like they have, like, the perfect setting to kind of build that connection. And I feel like right now they're the couple I'm watching that could go the distance this season. Yeah. I think we might be jinxing it. Like, <laughs> we we know they love to remind us anything can happen in paradise. <laughs> and it just seems too good, too sweet, too pure to be true. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Um, and I think Natalie, you mentioned that they had a great conversation and we've seen in past you know, seasons recently, some really um, you know, intimate and serious conversations about like race or mental health. Do you think Paradise is gonna tap into that as much or are they gonna keep it you know, this far off fantasy island of just drama and chaos? it'll probably be more drama and chaos especially because all they do on the show is drink alcohol and lay on the beach (laughs) and just like talk about who they want to hook up with that's basically the whole premise so I guess if people can sneak away for like one nice date as Jasenia and Ivan did it's possible we'll get some substance but I don't think it'll be the majority of the time you mean you don't talk about these like serious heart-wrenching issues when you're drunk on a beach? I do love I'm the sorry. escape. It's nice. Yeah, I know. Some, some, that's when I know. Cut it off. <laughs> Cut it off. So we love them. We're rooting for them. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to go as spoiler-free with Paradise as I can because it is a little more playful and I'm not trying to beat Cody in fantasy. So <laughs> um, we'll see what happens with that. Here's a storyline that threw me for a loop is the Victoria P saga. And we'll start with her and James. And, you know, not everyone's a comedian. Not everyone's meant to be funny and crack jokes. And her whole shtick where she couldn't remember his name. His name is not that hard. She's like, Jordan, James, what is it again? Man, find a new joke because it wasn't funny. You're already kind of in the doghouse. You're not making connections. What is going on? She was so like out of left field with that one. Yeah. I don't want to be a bully or anything, but I just don't like her anymore. <laughs> I I remember her from Peter's season and I liked her enough. Like they had a one-on-one that was cute and, you know, she was sent home kind of early, but leading in the, into this, you know, I had good, a good feeling about her, but yeah, why would you either admit that you don't know someone's name that you're making out with and have a connection with or pretend that you don't know? I didn't get that at all. I would be so embarrassed that I would just not even like try to say a name. I would just, you know, avoid that at all costs. Uh, yeah, pronouns are your friend. He <laughs> is wonderful. He is great. I'm so excited to see him. Like, what are you doing? This is not funny. It's so rude. So whatever. That was just like a smidge into the chaos that unraveled because Tammy, who I came in a little harsh with Tammy. I was like, yeah. I really, you know, love her, her bullying or her aggressive demeanor. I loved what she brought to Paradise this week because she felt like she had to tell everyone that Victoria P has a boyfriend at home and that rumor spread like wildfire across everyone. Um, Cody, I already know your answer, but I'm going to ask you anyway. 
would you ever have the courage to spread a rumor like that on paradise given the opportunity i feel like i'd be so conflicted because i'd be like i don't want them like left in the dark but then i'd be like i don't want to be the one that starts this drama because conflict's going to come with it but i feel like i i know where she was coming from with like wanting to make sure he wasn't being misled and so i think that knowing that that's where she came from other than like people like Kara who just want to stir the pot at times like she came from it at a good place. I just have to say, I was dying laughing, though, when they cut the footage of, like, her getting the stare down from Victoria on the beach. <laughs> like, that was, like, perfect editing to me. <laughs> I wish we just had clarity on whether or not she had a boyfriend. Because if she really did, then Tammy, yeah, go tell everyone. But if she kind of just suspected it, it's like, why didn't she just ask Victoria And then obviously when James asked Victoria, she said she didn't, but then she immediately left. So I'm like, can we just know, can someone just clear the air and confirm whether or not she had a boyfriend? The age old actions speak louder than words. Cause I was was like, so do you have one or not? Cause it's a weird thing to leave if you're claiming innocence. So I didn't get it either, but something I struggle with is, the whole argument of, you know, she's there for clout. She wants to get her boyfriend on TV, blah, blah, blah. We need to let that go. Yeah. Because I hate to break it to Bachelor Nation. People find love outside of this franchise every single day. Like that's reality. (laughs) You don't need to go on The Bachelor or Bachelor in Paradise to find love. Of course, everyone's there to build their platform. That's the only reason they're there. You're Mm -hmm. there for the clout. Like that is what it's become with social media. So I hate when people like call it out. Oh, she's trying to get her boyfriend on TV. I would love if my partner did that for me. I think (laughs) go on the beach, drink your drinks, talk your shit. So I am just so over that conversation of like, they're there for clout. You are all there for clout. Get off your high horse. Yeah. It's one of those interesting things. Like I feel like if you go on a reality show, like that's in the back of your mind, like, and especially with paradise, like, if you're coming back to the brand, it's because sure you want that second shot, but you know, like, it's just like that next step of being back on the screen, getting your name out there more. Like, it just seems like, I don't know, pot calling the kettle black, like every time it happens. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So like, can we let it go? Can we edit that out? Can the producers (laughs) just do me a favor and let it go? It's antiquated. So, you know, I'm with you, Natalie, though. I want some clarity. Cody, I'm with you. Like, it comes with the territory. I think we've just progressed past that at this point. So to wrap up all that chaos, Victoria eventually leaves. We, I think she does have a boyfriend if the internet <laughs> is, like, telling me what I need to know. Um, you know, and the rose ceremony is a little chaotic because all of a sudden Kelsey is feeling ill, even <laughs> though the first episode she talked about, like, putting the laxative on her face Mm -hmm. and she is like sweaty as they come during this (laughs) ceremony like about to pass out which is kind of like a weird edit again do we care she fainted I feel like we've seen that before too wasn't that on Matt season or on someone's that someone fainted and then it was like of course all right next week on The Bachelor and I was getting so mad when she said she was, you know, lightheaded. I was like, they're going to end this not on the rose ceremony. And I'm going to punch my TV if that happens. <laughs> we know how you feel about your rose ceremonies. You need your structure and your yes. closure to an episode. Well, uh, another thing too, I'm like, do we care? That's how I ended this episode. My bullet points. Do we care? Do we care? Cody, so do we care? 
Serena C, Kelsey, and Victoria go home? Will they be missed? Honestly, I've already kind of forgotten about them. Like, <laughs> I, I told Natalie, I'm a little disappointed Victoria wasn't there. Just because I can only imagine, like, what drama she would have gotten into with Thomas. Like, I can only imagine, like, what that would have looked like. But I'm not going to miss either three. Um, and, yeah, it just felt like a very, like, almost unforgettable. I had, like, the almost pass out moment, like, not been there. It would have been, like, a very, like, un- notable rose ceremony to me. I kind of like the Victoria Thomas, like, toxic power <laughs> couple. That would have been really good TV, Cody. Maybe you should, uh, you know, work in production for these people. I love that. Um, the only, other only note of this, like, forgettable rose ceremony is James, after all this, doesn't give his rose um, to Kelsey. Obviously, Victoria's gone. He gives it to Demi. Do we think that was a produ- producer play as well? I like half of me says yes, but then she was also coming on to him and hitting on him. So maybe he was just like, eh, maybe I have a chance. I'll go with Demi. Yeah, I feel like his options were like already limited. And so like yeah. between the, the limited choices he had, like Demi just seemed like the most. But I feel like it's also kind of what we saw with Victoria and Matt's season. Like I was shocked she'd get the rose and it's like, this has to be the producers maybe mm-hmm. nudging them along. So I think there's definitely argument that it could have been a producer play. So it's not true love. Imagine <laughs> that. It's fork, fi- fork, fork, <laughs> romance in paradise. I don't know why I get so frustrated when the whole show is just, you know, producers making me sit in front of my TV for two hours. But <laughs> We've only tapped into the first two hours of, you know, this week of paradise. We have a whole other episode to chat about, and we're going to do that right after this break. So everyone knows anyone that's let me chew their ear off. I am hype about these guest hosts this season. Yes. And David Spade truthfully was such a pleasant surprise. I had no idea how he was going to handle, you know, bachelor in paradise uh, duties home run a plus loved his deadpan approach to it but i was truthfully most excited for the guest host lance bass is among us how excited were you guys to see lance on the tv screen yeah i was definitely fangirling a little bit i'm just i love lance bass and i was always such a huge nsync fan growing up so it was just so great to see him on the screen and he did a really good job He seemed very familiar with the franchise and with the contestants. So I thought he, he killed it and I just love him. So I was really, really excited just opening the episode up with him. Yeah, I was like, it's funny, Ashley, I think you and I had the same reaction with that. We got Lance Bass and not Lisa from the circle. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was so excited about the chance. I'm like, we're going to have Lance Bass on the circle. Like, this will be fun. And then we got the catfish. I'm like, so I'm glad it was him who was hosting. I just have to know, like, he had to cringe a little when he came down. Like, I just imagine, like, listening to a bunch of people sing your song probably is, like, an awkward way to walk into the beach. But he did a great job. Like, even getting thrown into the awkward date, which I'm sure we're going to talk about. Like, he handled that like a pro, even though that had to be, like, the most awkward thing to host. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's okay. Were you guys Backstreet Boys or in sync? We have to pit them against each other. <laughs> in sync all day yeah that, there's no competition it's definitely yeah. in sync. okay so we're a podcast of good taste I just want to make sure everyone had a proper background in boy bands so like you said Cody though he, Lance is like poised he's a natural hosting these things mm-hmm. which 
you know, growing up with NSYNC, everyone liked Lance, but like Justin was like the be all end all, you know, ringleader of the group. And I've just loved watching Lance kind of like grow into his own all these years later. And it's like very, very charming to see him host, you know, this massive national television spot, like go Lance, continue to live your stardom like <laughs> 25 years later from when you first came to fame. I'm so happy for him. He doesn't care. I'm sure he's like cashing in his check, like whatever. <laughs> but like, I'm really happy for him. So I'm glad we all love Lance. He did take that date in stride. Cody, what do we make of the date? Because everyone knows I'm not a fan of the, the food challenge scene. Yeah, that one definitely. I'm like, I didn't even want to watch it. I'm like, I don't yeah. like those segments on like the late shows that do it. I'm like, who thinks these are good ideas? And it's like, I know why they do it. But like, there wasn't really even much drama to it. Because like, they were willing to like, eat some of the nasty stuff so easily. And I'm like, I'll spill my guts. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not touching the cow tongue. I'm not touching like any of that stuff. Like I will be an open book. If ever put in one of those situations, but it just felt like so awkward. I, I don't know. I'm like, whose idea was this? Like, how long was it on the drawing board? And they're like, oh, let's just do this. Yeah, I didn't like it at all, especially because you could have just lied and not have to eat it. Like, no, it was not like it was a lie detector or something else. Like, you just had to tell the truth of, of you know, dumb things they were asking. So I didn't like it at all. It was also just gross. And then they just started making out after eating cow tongue or whatever it was. And I was just sitting there like, that is disgusting. I'm sorry. That would be a huge turnoff. But I guess, you know, paradise does something to you. Natalie, you know, I preach lying on the show. That is the only time where I will preach lying, live a fake identity. You know, whenever you're on my TV, you have permission to just, you know, completely be a liar. I'm with you if you don't want to eat it. But also, didn't James Corden just get kind of um, some feedback about his segment he does on his show, like spill your guts or fill your guts, how these aren't like obscure foods. Like I've had tongue and tripe before. Like that's not this outlandish food. And I can't believe The Bachelor, like fresh off James Corden, like <laughs> maybe a few months ago, kind of getting some, you know, constructive criticism. Bachelor Nation is like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to put a whole tray of food and try to make it gross and make it romantic and exploit them as well. Like it was such a weird timing to me. Yeah, I didn't like it at all. If they didn't have, if uh, Marissa and Riley didn't have that, you know, chemistry and connection, it would have just been a whole dud of a date. Like it would have been hard to watch, but at least they were distracting from the food. Uh, Riley's arms were a distraction as well or was I the only one I was like did he not ever have his shirt off on Tasha's season or did he not was he not that jacked I literally went on his Instagram and scrolled back I was like I swear to god his arms are not this big on Tasha's seasons because it was really distracting I kept staring I thought I forgot him. I'm with you. I was like, I don't ever remember thinking this man has like crazy no. arms and it's all I could like look at. He was kind of like swallowed yeah. by them. I know. What he was doing. Yeah. They're a little too big. That's what I said. I was like, I don't want to be looking next to like standing next to someone looking like I've never stepped foot in a gym, but that would be so intimidating. So his arms definitely stole uh, the show and Twitter last night. If you were even remotely online, I'm sure you saw the same SpongeBob like 
cartoon everyone was posting. So shout out Riley's arms. And I think they're kind of a cute couple too. They look comfortable. Yeah, they definitely hit it off right away. And obviously the sexual tension was there. So good for them. And sorry for Connor. Cody, are we sorry? Yeah, I wasn't for anticipating them to. I didn't okay. think they'd hit it off so quickly. Like, yeah. that just seemed like out of left field for me. Like, they were like, boom. Like. <laughs> boom, boom, room. <laughs> yeah, shout out. Like, no wasting time, which I, I like. Good for them. Don't yeah. waste time. You don't need to frolic on that island. I feel for Connor, but like, did anyone have faith in that couple? I just hate him playing guitar and singing. Like, I'm sorry. He's not a bad singer, but I just hate it. Every song kind of sounds the same, and I'm not a fan of it. It was so cringeworthy, and I just had to cover my eyes. I'm sorry. I'm kind of relieved to hear that, because I always wonder, like, Twitter seems to love when he breaks down the song, and it's the opposite for me. I'm no. like, can you just stop singing? I don't need to hear, like, these sing- I just stop like I, it makes me like just cringe each time he breaks out into these random songs and like even watching him play for uh abigail and i can't remember who else yes. i'm like no not this again it's relentless you it. guys are the sweetest most like see the good in everyone people so i feel relieved that if you guys are annoyed by it it gives me like a free pass to kind of hate on it because if no one you go to concerts you go to performances because you want to enjoy the music mm-hmm. i don't want someone to serenade me one-on-one with like their weird ukulele made-up songs like that is not what i want i find him so cringy so annoying he's probably a really nice person i don't doubt that but you can be annoying and cringy and nice like all at the same time yeah. and I, with you, Cody, I don't understand where all these tweets are coming from praising (laughs) his behavior. It's crazy. It is not appropriate behavior. I have his voice stuck in my head now, and it's honestly (laughs) terrible. It really is. It's just, uh, it's also because at the end, he was so sad. So the whole thing was just so (laughs) pitiful. I hated it. I just, it makes me wonder, like... (laughs) his students like I think of his students like knowing he's a teacher like do they have to go through like songs like yes they have like a test or something I'm sure every lesson plan has like a new song in it the kids are like mom don't make me go to fourth grade I need to transfer he won't stop singing I'm still failing yeah oh how do you go back to teaching after like a bachelor stint I feel like that I was thinking this last night, like, obviously you can become an influencer, right? And influencers make a living and are able to do that full time. But what a risk to take in case it doesn't work out. Are you able to go back to like teaching if you've kind of been this, you know, making out on national television? Is that allowed? I don't care or know, but what do you guys think about that? I think it's about how you approach the show. Like, and Connor came fast and hard in, like, the Bachelorette season. Like, his promo was out there, like, the bathtub singing moment. Like, I'm like, your students yeah. are going to see this now. Like, that's a thing where I feel like Michelle was the opposite. She kind of came in and was very, like, reserved and mindful of that. Like, knowing, like, if this doesn't work, like, I need my job still. So, like, she approached it, I think, a lot better, which, of course, that's why she's going to be, like, I'm so excited for her season of Bachelorette. Like, mm-hmm. she was one of the breakouts of Matt. And so I feel like it's all about how you go about it when you've got a job like that. 
which I feel like Michelle's a good example and Connor not so much. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Connor came on The Bachelorette just for, I'm sure he wanted to find love because he seems like a nice guy, but just to like get his singing career off and, and become, you know, Jed, basically, which Jed amounted to nothing. Um, because, yeah, like you said, Cody, his promo, he's just like hyping up that he's an artist. And I really think that was his main goal here. So he probably just thought like, yeah, I don't have to go back to teaching. He's going to release like children's albums. I could see that. <laughs> I could see him monopolizing or capitalizing on that. So we wish him luck. His moping is as cringy as his guitar playing. Um, but moping is no way to attract women. Maybe the guitar works in paradise. I don't know, dude. Good luck to you because I think you're going to have to like start from square one again. I think yeah. his partnership is a little on the rocks. But we haven't even talked about Thomas yet who was kind of the highlight of the teasers heading into this week and obviously was no shortage of drama during Katie's season so he arrives to paradise and of course all of the guys from Katie's season are fuming to see him they're so annoyed you know Trey Aaron they're like grumbling the second <laughs> they see him and we are hit with one of my favorite edits in recent memory the compilation of him talking about how tall he is <laughs> I did not know that about him from Katie's season. I just thought Katie was oh. short, like amongst all these men. So I guess Thomas is 6'6", six, six, and it's his only personality trait besides being toxic. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. I, it feels like, though, that he probably, obviously, he did say all those things that many times. But I feel like Trey and Aaron and... um Gosh, James, I almost forgot his name like Victoria did. <laughs> um, I feel like they were just trying to find anything to like have against him. So they probably mentioned once like, oh, he keeps mentioning his height. And then producers were like, oh, yes, let's put this all together. <laughs> but yeah, I even tweeted. I was like, I mean, 6'6 six, six is really tall. So he probably does hit his head on a lot of things. It seemed like some of those comments were organic. And then also some of them were him just bragging like, yeah, I'm tall. Yeah, it felt very, like, awkward to me. Like, I was willing to brush it off the first time, but then they get the montage, and I'm like, yeah. okay, he's, like, almost repeating himself for word at this point now. And I'm like, is this really unscripted, or is, like, is he really, like, going in that? Because I, I wanted to give him, like, the benefit of the doubt. Like, I didn't have an issue with him admitting, like, he that thought popped into his mind about being the Bachelor. Yeah. On like, you know that thought comes into the other guy's head. Like, they know it's a thing. Like, to anyone who won't admit that. So it's like, I didn't come in with any preconceived, but then that, like, whole clip made me doubt. Like, I'm like, maybe there is some nugget of truth there because I'm like, they're all telling me he's obsessed with this height. And then ABC <laughs> just showed me a highlight reel that basically just, like, showed us that exact thing. So I just didn't anticipate him cl uh, clicking with Serena. I don't know how I feel about, like, that possible pairing at all. Mm -hmm. Don't like it. <laughs> I, okay, I made a face, which you obviously can't see on a podcast, but how does the, the tallest man pick, like, the most petite woman on the beach? And she does seem so, like, youthful and sincere and, like, giggly, and he's just kind of bad energy. So right off the bat, I was disinterested in their pairing. I think it's an awkward personality, size, like, everything about it just doesn't feel like it fits. And I was a little caught off guard by how into it she was. She was like, he's a man. That's mm -hmm. a man. Like she was all about it. Joe. 
we all know how fragile Sweet Joe is because he was upset when he got to the paradise. He's upset that his girl is on a date. Is Joe going to make it to next week? Like, I don't <laughs> think he can handle the ups and downs of paradise. I just love Joe so much that it pained me to watch, like you said, Thomas and Serena's date. Serena was so into it. And she seemed like she had just annoyed me a little bit only because I'm so team Joe and hearing her talk about, you know, how hot Thomas is and all of that. I was like, no, you have a relationship, even though you met two days ago. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I was I was nervous going into the date. I'll say that. Yeah, I feel like I might have the hot take on Joe and that this is my first encounter with him. Other than watching him on Dancing with the Stars where I didn't like him because he couldn't (laughs) dance and made it to like the semifinals, but that's for another day. But like the hot and coldness for me is just like too all over the place. Like when someone he likes is on a date, like it's just moping. But then as soon as they come back, it's like he flips the switch and it's completely different. Like I never had a doubt and all that. I'm like, it's the, maybe it's the way ABC is editing it for me. Like this is my first Mm -hmm. time seeing him on one of these shows but I'm like, I don't know. I don't like the whole like moping off, like going off and just staring into the ocean while everyone else is like on the island. Like that, that isn't a narrative. I hope they like ditch it moving forward. Cody, I'm with you. He's a grown man. <laughs> that man is 35 years old. Mm-hmm. Everyone is entitled to a little like pity parade time and time again. But you can't act that way every time you're remotely disappointed. (laughs) No, get it together. Learn how to communicate your feelings. What are you doing? Like kicking sand and napping alone day one on a beautiful, like really exciting opportunity. You're not the only one who's like person has gotten pulled to go on a date. Like that's part of the experience. And you've done this before. You should know better, like how to be prepared for this. It's so annoying. I'm with you. I don't want to watch it anymore. (laughs) I will say, though, I did think it was annoying how he kept mentioning, you know, Serena is all in on Thomas now. I'm just going to leave. And I was like, dude, you really thought you were going to fall in love first girl you found. And then that was going to be it. It could be, you know, but yeah, I was like, that's a little delusional. But I guess if you must just go because, yeah, it's better than just moping. But above all, I was just rooting for him and Serena. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. Uh, you're, more, you're more patient than I am. It reminds me of the type of person you argue with and they just like, instead of like hashing it out and having a conversation, they're just like, you hate me. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like, let's, let's talk through this. Like he just kind of goes, like Cody said, from hot to cold and then like a switch. It's, he works in a switch. That's it. He has two emotions, like excited, all in, or like devastated and all out. And life doesn't work in these like absolutes, buddy. Like it's a lot of gray area in life. And at 35, I would have hoped you'd learn that by now, but he does seem sweet. He seems like a normal guy. I get why everyone loves Joe. However, <laughs> Cody, I'm with you. Like, do we have to watch this again? I, I don't have another mope session on my screen. I don't have the patience for that. Yeah, it's just, and it stuns me too that, I mean, Serena's one of the youngest people there and she's got like this more maturity about her than Joe's displayed as like one of the older guys there. And it's like, I think that's the other thing that that stands out to me because I'm like, Serena just seems, I I keep forgetting that she's only what, 23? Because she just seems so mature, like among like the whole group, she carries herself and doesn't really throw herself in the drama. And then you've got like Joe moping on the beach because she's out on a date with Thomas. (laughs) 
Yeah, I think that's what we said, Ashley, last week that Serena's young and hopeful and Joe is just old and jaded. And it's like, <laughs> I don't know if they could balance each other out or, you know, he could bring her down and that would be terrible. Yeah, maybe I'm having a moment of like, you know, self-realization here. I'm so annoyed at Joe because I too feel like old and jaded. I'm like, I don't like what I see, buddy. This is getting home. But Serena ends up with him anyway. Like all yeah. of this was in vain because she comes back and is like, Thomas is kind of weird and like, inappropriate. And when I hear that my friends don't like him, I'm going to take that to heart. And we should have known better than, you know, Thomas apologizing, try to, you know, right the wrong, set some peace because him and Trey had a little tiff again over like dumb, dumb drama. I don't know how I feel about Thomas. I don't know if I want him there for the entertainment because I love Trey. Don't come for Trey. Trey deserves to stay on this island, fall in love, give me some more content. I want him to be around and to be happy. Yeah, I feel the yeah, same way about him. Thomas. Oh, go ahead, Cody. Oh, no, I was just gonna say, it's funny. I like Trey more on Bachelor in Paradise than I do on The Bachelorette. Like, mm-hmm. The Bachelorette, he felt like he was too focused on every, like, all the other guys. Then he wasn't getting to like, connect with Katie. And I feel like we're seeing the completely different side of him with, you know, his connection and with Taj and all that. And I just feel like, I don't know, I- I'm liking this Trey way better than I did The Bachelorette Trey. Yeah, I will say that I thought it was so funny when... Tajwan and Trey kind of connected again at the end of the episode because Tajwan was crying over Riley all day so upset over Riley and you know Trey kind of saw that and asked her what was going on and her response was like oh I just didn't know like where you were at all day she knew that Riley wanted someone else and then she went back to Trey and was like no we're all good you know and I was like no that's not what happened you were upset over another guy and Trey was honest with his feelings about you. You were not doubting Trey all day. I have to eat my words of, the only time it's al- you're allowed to lie is on the TV. <laughs> that was shady of her. Yeah. And I didn't condone that lying. Most of the time you get a lying pass on The Bachelor or whatever, but that bothered me. I was like, you're totally being manipulative mm-hmm. and you thought you were going to get to like upgrade air quotes upgrade with Riley he didn't want you and now you're going back to your plan b who's a wonderful catch yeah Mm-mm. I don't have time for that no lies <laughs> no lies yeah that was hard to see because I think like Cody said we've seen a side of Trey on paradise that just feels more playful and authentic um and I am really liking what I'm seeing from him uh yeah I don't know Thomas has got to go I don't like the fighting I feel like we're working up to like a physical altercation which is not why I tune into paradise I know unless they're like just really drunk and one of them gets kicked off because that's the best (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't say no I would be drunk fine physical violence I'm out (laughs) I feel like that's happening it seemed like Carl was leading towards that yeah (laughs) I feel like it's happened in past seasons though I forget with who but like someone had been really really drunk fighting with everyone Chad I think a few bachelor in paradise seasons ago and he was just like slurring his words trying to fight with everyone and it was such entertainment because then producers were like you need to leave right now this is terrible 
So if Thomas, he doesn't seem like he's an out of control drinker, but if that happened to him, I would not be mad about it. All right, let's manifest that. <laughs> no, no injuries, good TV. Is that that's all we can yeah. ask for, right? Like no injuries, good TV. Uh, we'll manifest that for next week. We have a lot coming up on Paradise as we wrap up this episode here. Are there any couples that you guys are rooting for outside of Jasenia and Ivan? Because obviously, like we said, wish them go get married, go start a family, live your truth. Any other couples that are on your radar to kind of like figure their stuff out or maybe couples that haven't happened yet that you're itching to see come together? Hmm. I think for me, I'm kind of shocked to say this, but I think I'm like (laughs) curious to see what's coming for Noah and Abigail. I did not see that one coming. Like that would never have been a pairing. I would have predicted going into the season, but I have to say, I'm like very curious to see like the, they even like the subtlety, like the clip away of them in like the pool. Like, I don't know. There just seems to be something there. And I'll be curious if it explores. I loved Abigail on Matt season. She was another one that I feel like was just like, I, she needed more screen time. Like we needed more of that. She got lost in all the mean girl drama of that season. And so like, I'm rooting for her just to like find happiness this season. Like I'm invested in her story now. Yeah, I agree. I love Abigail. And I feel like Abigail and Noah are like a safe couple as well as Jasenia and Ivan. Fingers crossed, I hope. So I'm also rooting for them. I feel like besides them, though, no one's really a great or good couple so far. And I'm not too interested. I'm interested, though, to see what happens with Serena and Joe. But I'm not that confident about it. I'm with you. The intrigue is there. The confidence is is minimal. It's like on the ground. There is no confidence in that relationship. But I am curious to see if she can kind of like use her bubbly personality to break Joe out of his his mopey funk. Um, but when they break up, he's going to yeah. be a rough one. <laughs> it's going to be a rough one. But only time will tell. We got a lot of paradise left this season. And we will be here every week. New episode of the Can I Steal You For A Second podcast. Cody, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Uh, do you want to plug your Twitter so everyone can go follow you and the Bachelor Twitter that you also help out with? Yeah, so I'm Draw from Jude One, and, yeah, and <laughs> I almost dropped my email. <laughs> <laughs> email me. Cody, he really wants to connect. Send me an email <laughs> if you guys want to connect. We're yeah, so I'm Draw from Jude One, and then, yeah, except this Rose on Twitter, you can catch me doing live tweeting every Monday and Tuesday. Definitely love the the Bachelor Nation fandom. It's just unlike anything else. Cody, you rock. Thanks for coming on today. Everyone go give him a follow. Give uh, the Bachelor Twitter a follow as well. Because Cody does great work (laughs) over there. And I'll get my act together. So I'm not slurring next week. But we hope you guys join us. And we'll catch you next time.